Good morning and welcome to Prayers for Your Day. This is Danita and today is Wednesday, June the 23rd, 2021. As always, I give thanks to God for you, for what he is doing in your life and in the lives of your loved ones, the people, places, and things that he has divinely connected you to for such a time as this. As always, it is an honor and a blessing to pray with you and for you Monday through Friday between our normal hours of 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. before the next couple of weeks, definitely before noon. On this week, we've been, um, Monday we prayed about being aware of counterfeits. Yesterday, um, the Lord has us in this place of getting up, getting up out of old mindsets, getting up out of relationships that no, that no longer serve us well and moving forward. Today is the get up anointing day two. And on yesterday, I read from Acts chapter nine, started at verse 32. Today, I'm going to pick up and read from verse 36 unto verse number, um, 43 and it reads as follows in Joppa there was a disciple named Tabitha which then which when translated is Dorcas who was always doing good and helping the poor about that time she became sick and died and her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room Lydda was near Joppa, so when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lydda, they sent two men to him and urged him, please come at once. Peter went with them, and when he arrived, he was taken upstairs to the room. All the widows stood around him, crying and showing him the robes and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was still with them. Peter sent all out of the room. Then he got down on his knees and prayed, turning toward the dead woman. He said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes and seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. Then he called the believers and the widows and presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa and many people believed in the Lord. Peter stayed in Joppa for some time with a tanner named Simon. And that uh, concludes our reading for today. So let's talk a little bit about this uh, scripture here and then let us pray. So here we have Peter. He just finished with um, Aeneas telling Aeneas, you know, Christ heals you, get up and take, take care of your mat. Now, while he's there, they have to sit for him because what has, what has happened with Tabitha, also known as Dorcas. As I read this, there's a couple of things that we can pick up from this. The word of God says that Tabitha was always doing good and helping the poor, but yet she became sick and died. There are some times when we look at people and their situations and we know they're good people and they're doing what's right and everything seems to be just, you know, they're a good person and we can speak highly of them, but yet something happens in their life where they become sick 
and die. A lot of times we don't understand why that is, right? Tabitha was a good person. She did good. She did that. But yet she became sick with the illness and died. One of the things that we can extract immediately from the text as we read the rest of it is that sometimes things happen in our life for God's glory. Even though Tabitha died, she was not supposed to die forever. See, there are things that will happen in our lives where we will automatically assume that this thing is dead forever, right? Married, divorced, the marriage is dead forever. The relationship is over, right? My child left home. We're not on speaking terms. You know, I'm, I don't have a child anymore. That relationship is over, right? You know, I used to work with these people and now they don't even speak to me anymore. I can never go back to that place. I can never do that thing again. I can never, you know, be close to those people again, right? Everything was going so well. And yet something happened that because that caused the relationship, the job situation, the finances, whatever it may be, it allowed, God allowed it to become sick and die. Everything was going good, but then something happened. Maybe you heard that that person said something about you. Maybe family interfered and planted some seeds in your head. You know, maybe you made a bad business deal or you got hooked up with the wrong people. Everything was going well, but yet something happened where that situation became sick and died. But in the midst of death, the people knew that Peter was in was in the area. The people knew that Peter was in the area. It says that they sent two men to him and urged him to please come at once. Then it says when Peter came, you know, there were people just, oh my gosh, the widows, they were telling people, Peter, this is what happened. It said that they were showing him the robes and the other clothing and they were just, you know, overwhelming him with their grief. They were so much in grief that they could not get past it. They had accepted the fact that Dorcas, also known as Tabitha, was dead. There are some people that we associate with. There are some places that we will go and there are some things that we will do where people are stuck in grief about that thing. And they have settled the matter in their heart that it is dead. They have settled the matter. And these are, these are people that were close to Tabitha, Dor- Tabitha slash Dorcas. These were people who were close to her. They loved her, right? They were showing Peter all of the things that she had done, all of the things that she had made while she was alive. But yet, even in that of showing Peter these things, they had set up the matter in their grief that it was over with. 
they had settled the matter in their grief that 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 marriage that you had is over. Get over it. Move on. They had settled the matter that, you know what, your child is just disobedient. They're not going to listen to you. Grieve about it. Settle the matter and move on. You know, people, oh, you filed for bankruptcy. Oh, you got a foreclosure. You know what? Don't even try to get a house anymore. You know, just get you an apartment. Just, you know. Get, you know, get on government assistance. If they're going to give it to you, take it. Don't even try to get a job. So they have settled the matter that whatever it is that you once had, whatever the joy, the peace, uh, the loving relationship that you once have, many people will settle the matter that it is over for you. And a lot of times it has nothing to do with if they love you or not. It has to do with their lack of faith. Why do I say that it has to do with their lack of faith? Simply because when Peter, when it was time for Peter to pray, he said, it says Peter sent them out, out of the room. Then he got down on his knees and prayed. Now here's the key. Even though Peter knew that these women, these widows loved Tabitha, right? They were showing him, oh, Tabitha did this. But he knew in their heart, they had already settled the matter that it was over. See, the Bible says, how can two walk together unless they agree? How can two walk together unless they agree? So when it's time to pray, you have to get someone who is in agreement with you. The Bible says in unity, God commands the blessing. So if you are believing God for your relationship, but yet you have people around you who have settled the matter that your relationship is over, then they have to leave the room. When you believe God for your healing, but yet you have people in your circle who are telling you that, yeah, go ahead and, and get the chemo. Yeah. And I'm not saying don't get the chemo if that's the case. I'm just using this as an example so that you can understand or people who have settled the matter that you're going to die with that doctor's report, right? Then you have to send them out of the room. If you have people in your life that tell you that your children are not going to amount to anything, that boy is lost. So-and-so, just let them go. That girl is wild. So-and-so, just let her go. Let her do her own thing. You're wasting your time. They've settled the matter in their heart that the situation that they see is final. They have settled the matter in their heart that this is good, as good as it's going to get. So you might as well just move on. They've settled the matter based on what they see that this is final. The situation is final. The last chapter has been written. Close the book, hit the gavel. It's a done deal. But the word of God says, Peter sent them all out of the room. Can I tell you that what you are believing God for, there may be some people that you will have to send out of the room. Doesn't mean that they don't love you. Doesn't mean that they don't care about the situation that they're facing, but they are not where you are. Because see, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. They could not see past Tabitha being gone. They couldn't see it. In fact, it says that her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room. So we don't even know. We don't even have a time frame of how long it took for Peter to get there. 
right? We have no idea. It just said they sent two men to him and urged him, please come at once. But we don't know how long it took. It could have took Peter, you know, 30 minutes. It could have took Peter 10 days. We don't know. But one of the things that we do know is that when Peter got there, he was able to discern in his spirit that they all had to go out of the room. Then it says he got down on his knees. There is something about getting down on our knees when we pray that is a sign of humility to God. So he got at his lowest point, he got on his knees and he prayed. Now, it doesn't tell us what he prayed, but we know that he prayed because after he prayed, it says he turned toward the dead woman. For many of us, we've got to get down on our knees and we've got to pray. And then we've got to turn toward the dead situation. Maybe you've been looking for a job for a long time and you can't seem to catch a break. And you're thinking, man, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know. I'm going to have to, you know, pay my rent. I don't know how I'm going to get my kids ready for school. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm not. I don't know how I'm going to do that. And then people around you are telling you things that are contrary to what you're believing for. You have to send them out of the room. You have to get down on your knees and pray. And then you have to turn toward that dead situation. Turn towards it, not against it. Right. Sometimes we have a tendency that when things are going wrong or not going the way that we like them, we will go against the situation. We will turn our back on the situation. But no, 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 no. Turn toward the situation. Turn toward the dead situation. He went to God first on his knees. Then he turned toward the dead woman. He said, Tabitha, get up. <laughs> Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes and seeing Peter, she set up. See, it was a command. It was an imperative sentence. I'm an English teacher. There's four different types of sentences. Uh, imperative, exclamatory, declarative, and interrogative. And Peter... Gave an imperative sentence. He said, Tabitha, get up. And Tabitha had to respond. She opened her eyes and seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. Then he called the believers. See, you can still be a believer and lack faith. You know, the man of God said um, when he went to Jesus about his son, he said, I believe help my unbelief. It wasn't that he wasn't a believer, but he still had some unbelief. See, it wasn't that the, the people did not believe, but they had settled the matter in their heart. And can I tell you that there are many people that I know that have accepted situations that I refuse to accept. I refuse to accept. God just didn't, he didn't make me that way. And I was sharing last night on the phone that, um, when I look back on my younger days, you know, being some things that I would change. Absolutely. 
Um, but in that changing some things about myself, I would not change the fact that God has made me bold, that God has made me, you know, a lot of times some people tell me they can't stand my voice. Um, I've heard that before. Um, and not so much that they can't stand it. I guess sometimes, uh, when I'm talking, it can be very authoritative because it's kind of deep. Uh, it's not a soft, gentle voice. You know, sometimes I listen to people and I'm thinking, man, even when they're angry, they don't sound like they're angry because their voice is just so soft and gentle. Whereas my voice is kind of harsh and grasp and deep. And But what I learned is God made me that way because there are going to be times and situations that I'm in where I will have to speak for other people. And in speaking for other people, I have to let them know I'm serious. I have to let them know I'm about God's business. I have to let them know I'm not playing and I'm not going to let you play with God's people. And so I began to be thankful for the voice that God gave me. And so Peter came with the voice, Tabitha, get up. I don't think he said it nicely. I don't think he said Tabitha, get up. I think he said, Tabitha, get up. (laughs) And it says she opened her eyes and sat up. Can you imagine that? That situation that everybody else has said is over. That situation that everybody else says is dead. That situation that everybody says just learn to live that way. Right? God is saying, get up. Get up from that dead situation. Yesterday, it was get up and take hold of your healing. Today is get up from being dead. Get up from accepting what the world has told you to accept. There are some things I'm never going to accept until the Lord takes me up on out of here. If I don't see the manifestation of it, then I will live like Hebrews 11 at the end that they would say that some of them died yet not receiving what they believed God for. I'm ready for that. I'm ready to die. If it be so believing, but yet not receiving because I will still believe that he is God in my life and yours. I will still believe that no matter what they say, that God is able to do it. I will still believe that even people who may be in hospice, that God can say live and they will walk up out of hospice. I still believe that a dead man can live spiritually and physically. I believe that. And if I'm on my deathbed, y'all, please don't let anybody send you out of the room. Come in agreement. Come in agreement with whoever is there believing that Danita will live and not die to declare the works of the Lord. Come into agreement with that. Don't cry for me. Don't settle that I'm gone. But instead, get on your knees and turn to me and say, Danita, get up. The Bible says that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Peter called her back into a living world. And when she was brought back to life, he didn't just walk out the room. He said he took her by the hand and helped her on her feet. See, there are some people that even when they come back 
to life, even when their situation, when God breathes into their situation, they're still going to need some help. They're still going to need us to come alongside them and help them to their feet. Don't just speak life and walk away, but carry them in the spirit until you see them walking again on their feet. Then tell everybody, everybody present, everybody, the believers and the widows, the believers who believe with you and the widows who had settled the matter, nonetheless, tell everybody what God has done. And here's the thing. He didn't even have to tell them what God was done. The Bible says that he called the believers and the widows and presented her to them alive. See, sometimes you just got to present your situation. <laughs> Woo! Sometimes you just got to present your situation. They thought the relationship was dead. Next thing you know, they see pictures of y'all together. Come on. Woo, they thought they counted you out. They didn't think you would get a job because you've been looking for years and years and years and years. And sometimes they just got to see a picture of you with your name tag on. A picture of you in front of the new building you'll be working at. Some people believe because you dropped out of high school that you would never go back and get that degree. But sometimes you just got to present the diploma. You don't have to say a word. Woo, thank you, Jesus. And presented her to them alive. Come on, y'all. We got to get up. We've got to speak to dead situations in our life. And can I tell you, sometimes, yes, people are the walking dead. They're the walking dead. They were once good people. They were once out here doing the Lord's work, but something in their life happened that caused them to be sick and die spiritually. And people are saying, well, you know, God said he turned you over to a reprobate mind. Well, you know, if they've been in that for so long, I just don't see how they're going to come out of the Lord Jesus. And then they will use that. They will use the fake sympathy. They will use the fake tears as, as a way to communicating how bad they feel. But yet what they've shown us is that they've accepted the matter. Don't ever accept what the enemy gives you. I'm not accepting anything that the enemy gives me. I'm not. Why? Because I said it on yesterday. God is for us. When we pray according to the word of God and we've asked God to create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. When we ask God to bind his word to our hearts so that we might not sin against him. When we truly, 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 truly try to love our neighbors as God loves them. As we truly love the Lord with all of our hearts, with all of our minds and with all of our souls. When we truly are cheerful givers and we give to people, we give our time, we give our talent, we give our money when because there's a need or because God just has said to give it. God is for us. All of his promises are yes and amen, but we've got to get up.
And in some cases, we got to send some people out of the room. Can you imagine what would have happened if Peter told the widows to come into the room with him? And as he's praying, they still grieving. How can two walk together unless they agree? And sometimes you just got to know this person ain't going to agree with me. So guess what? I'm not even going to tell them what I'm praying about. I'm not, it is so funny to me. You know, when things have happened in my life, people have asked, cause I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on a lot of things. And sometimes people will, uh, people will ask me, well, why, why did you say something? Or I didn't know, or I didn't know this, or I didn't know that. Here's the, here, here's what I've come to understand. As sure as people smile in your face, they will stab you in your back. Now we can't always worry about that, right? Because sometimes God, God will give us a Judas to fulfill his purpose. He will allow a Judas in our lives to fulfill, uh, to fulfill our purpose. I get that. But then there are some times when we just have to use wisdom. See, if if I don't think or if I can't discern that you're for me, then you really don't need to know how I'm moving. You know, there, there are there are sayings now where you will hear people say, you know, move in silence. Everybody doesn't have to know the move you make. Pastor Sean on the 90 day challenge, he said, make more moves and less announcements. I wrote that down. I said, "Woo, that's good right there, Pastor Sean. He said, make more moves and less announcements. See, sometimes we can't get ahead because we are so busy talking about we going, what we are going to do that we never, never get it done. Make the moves and less announcements. That was from Pastor Sean. And then the other term is just move in silence. Everybody doesn't have to know how you're moving and what you're doing and what you are expecting God to do. Send them all out of the room. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word on today, oh God. We thank you for the get up anointing in the name of Jesus. Oh God, we magnify your name and we exalt your name together. God, we come together on one accord with on one mind. Oh God, hallelujah, speaking to our dead situations and commanding them to get up. Speaking to our dead situations and commanding them to live again. Speaking to our dead situations and saying you will live and not die to declare the works of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father God, on this day, June the 22nd, 2021, a day that we've never seen before and a day that we will never see again. We speak to every dead situation. Oh, God, God, we pray that you would forgive us now if we've acted like the widows and we've accepted death over our finances. God, forgive us now if we've acted like the widows and we've accepted 
accepted the death of relationships, God, that we know that you have ordained, hallelujah, to be in our lives. God, forgive us now if we have accepted, hallelujah, the things that people have said about us, oh God, forgive us now in the name of Jesus. For God, it's not what they say, it's what you say in the name of Jesus. God, it's not what they do, hallelujah, but oh God, it's what you do through us. And we say on today, oh God, we can do all three, all things through you that gives us strength in the name of Jesus. So God, we are strong in our mind today. We are strong in our emotional state. We are strong in our mental state. We are strong in our physical state. We are skillful, oh God, in everything that we do. We have supernatural wisdom, insight, and understanding in the name of Jesus. Our children have supernatural wisdom and insight in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. For God, your word says that our sons and daughters will prophesy. Hallelujah. And with long life, oh God, your word said that you would satisfy them according to Psalm 91 in the name of Jesus. So, oh God, hallelujah. We send them all out. We send out the naysayers in the name of Jesus. We send out those, oh God, hallelujah, who put their mouths on our marriages, who put their mouths on our children, who put their mouths on our financial situation, who put their mouths on us, oh God, hallelujah, we send them out of the room, oh God, hallelujah, we send them out to create some distance in the name of Jesus, we send them out, oh God, to close the mouths of the enemy in the name of Jesus, and oh God, we pray that you will forgive them, for they know not what they do, they know not what they say, in the name of Jesus, but oh God, on today, we thank you for the get up anointing, hallelujah, the get up anointing that Peter had, oh God, we declare and decree that we have the same get up anointing that Peter had when he told Aeneas, Aeneas to get up in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, Aeneas immediately got up, hallelujah, when he told Tabitha to get up, Tabitha got up, hallelujah, she opened her eyes, she set up, hallelujah, and oh God, he took her and helped her on her feet, so Father God, in the name of Jesus, as we turn to our dead situations, hallelujah, I don't know what your dead situation is, but turn to it and speak to it in the name of Jesus, so we stand in the gap, oh God, for those who are believing for restoration of their marriages, hallelujah, we say marriage between so-and-so and so-and-so, get up now in the name of Jesus for those who are believing God hallelujah about their finances hallelujah they just feel like oh God hallelujah that they just need some help nothing seems to be working out hallelujah we turn to the dead finances and we say finances get up hallelujah and multiply in the name of Jesus finances get up and multiply for God you said that you would give seed to the sower. Hallelujah. So God, as they're 
seed multiplies. We declare and decree, oh God, that they will give out, hallelujah, what it is that you are giving them, heavenly father. For if they give, we know they'll never be broke because your word said that you would supply all of their needs according to your riches in glory in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah for those, oh God, hallelujah, who feel like their education is dead. Some may have dropped out of school. Some maybe had to quit school because the money ran out. Some, oh God, may have not even started school, but they have a desire to go back and they feel like their dreams of that degree, their dreams of that diploma, their dreams of that certificate has died because of the money situation or it's died because they don't know how they're going to even have the time to go back. Hallelujah. We turn toward the situation and we say education, get up and live again. We say dream. Hallelujah of being a doctor get up and live again we say dream hallelujah of being a lawyer get up and live again in the name of Jesus we say dream of being an entrepreneur get up and live again in the name of Jesus for those oh God hallelujah who believed hallelujah that you were going to heal their body hallelujah but it seems like they're just having to do hallelujah what They're having to learn a new way of living. Oh, yes, God, just like Tabitha had to go up in the room where she stayed. They may have to be in this situation for a little while, but we declare and decree that the situation that they're in is only for a little while in the name of Jesus as they get down on their knees. Oh, God, and pray. Hallelujah. Let them put their hands over whatever it is that is hurting their body. Hallelujah. Let their put, let them put their hands. Oh God, over their heart. Hallelujah. They've been having heart palpitations. Oh God, let them put their hands. Oh God, over their stomach. Oh God, if they've been struggling with some stomach issues, let them put their hands over their breasts. Oh God, hallelujah. If they're in stage any type of stages of cancer, oh God, let them put their hand on it, oh God, and let them turn to the situation, oh God, and say, get up and live again in the name of Jesus. Live according, hallelujah, to the perfect will of God that through his stripes, I am healed in the name of Jesus in this area, whatever that area is. So God, we thank you, hallelujah, that no matter how good we've been, no matter how much we've helped people, oh God, hallelujah, there are times in our life, oh God, where sickness and death will come. But on today, oh God, we're so happy, hallelujah, to say that we've got the get up anointing. On today, oh God, hallelujah, we're so happy that we can 